Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Well, welcome back to another edition. I'm doing, as always, my co-host, Rory Anderson. How you doing, Rory? Fantastical. Uh, just have another reason why I hate the donkeys, uh, but just love them. They covered, but, you know, they weren't supposed to win. Bastards. Yeah, I was disappointed. Well, let's kick off right there since this is the precious thing in our memory. Uh, I mean, it was interesting near the end. First time Panthers totally dominated. Estimian um, looks case Keenan-ish. Simeon looked, Simeon looked like a rookie quarterback. I mean, he basically looked like, and he just kind of reminded me of Alex Smith, but crappy, like young Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of didn't really do any, I mean, I honestly could not remember a point in time in that game. I did not see a single pass that traveled in the air over 15 yards, although I'm told there was two. I just don't remember seeing them. Uh, but I was distracted a little bit at the beginning of the game. I mean, it just, it was tons and tons of dump-offs, nothing aggressive. It was really blah. You know, I mean, the biggest plays were C.J. Anderson's screens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And what a win for the Broncos, uh, one up on the uh, rest of the division. But to me, the Broncos deserved every right to lose this game. The constant helmet, the helmets that weren't called. Cam um, <laughs> Newton took an abuse. And a lot of those should have been called. And if those were called right, I think they would have won the game. If yeah. only they didn't take that time out when Grand Pinot kicked the first one. Yeah, but see, here's... <laughs> And you could say that, yeah, that the Broncos may have deserved it because, you know, maybe should have lost because of those penalties that weren't called. You know, they they didn't play I went out of their way to screw that game up, too. I mean, realistically, both teams did a whole lot to lose that game. So, realistically, no matter who lost it, they pretty much deserved to lose it. You know, it, it was realistically the game ended up being exciting at the end and the finish was fun, but it was a pretty crappy football game. Well, with that said, um, again, Rory's up one game on pick. Yeah, they got the cover. Woo! Uh, moving on, let's get into some of the picks for Sunday. Uh, Rory, do you have the list up? Oh, oh, you know, Isaiah, you're going to need to... Uh... Take up like two minutes of thinking time and uh, 
Uh, sorry, back. Hold on. <laughs> um, well, C.J. Anderson scored a receiving touchdown and running touchdown. <laughs> uh, we had a pretty big appearance. Nice special camera, good third down back. Zionte Booker, my boy, fumbled his first uh, rushing or uh, first carry. Um, Mark, I swear I had two sacks. I don't know. Very dead help me. <laughs> All right, I'm back to save you, Isaiah. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> All right, what's the first game we got? So, the lines. Tampa Bay, Atlanta. Atlanta's minus three. Actually, I'm taking Atlanta. Mm, yeah, I'm taking Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay in the points. Minnesota at Tennessee. Wait, where are they playing? Wait, where are they Atlanta. playing? They're in Atlanta. Okay, I'm still sticking with Atlanta then. You have all the fake crowd noise, right? Minnesota at Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee getting two. Okay, and you said uh, what was the next game? Minnesota at Tennessee. Tennessee getting two points. Minnesota. Mm, good call. I believe in the super contest. I went. I believe in the contest. I mean, I went with Tennessee, so I'm going to keep it. Uh, Who did you go with? Tennessee. I went with Tennessee. Yeah. Cleveland and okay. Philly. Philly's getting. Or Philly is laying three and a half. Uh, Browns. Browns. I like that too. I did the same thing. Cincy at the Jets. The Jets getting two and a half. Cincinnati. Who? I'm choosing Cincinnati. You said the Jets? No, the Bengals. Oh, it sounded like you were saying the Nets. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? I was saying Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oakland That's at Nolens. Oakland at Nolens. Nolens giving a point. I'm taking Oakland New straight up. New Orleans. Knowledge for the point, huh? Interesting. San Diego at KC. KC laying seven. Uh, KC. See, now I'm not necessarily sure if Isaiah's taking into consideration the lines. I don't do any selecting of games without the lines because then it's just not fun. Uh, but if you, I don't care who it is, division rival, even if it's at Arrowhead, I, even how bad I think Kansas City is going to be. Uh, I just don't give up. I don't give seven points. That's ridiculous. I'm taking San Diego. Buffalo at Baltimore. Baltimore giving three. Yeah, that was a tough game to choose from because they're both pretty crappy teams right now. Mm, yeah. Mm. The Buffalo-Baltimore t- line is tough. I want the Ravens by default. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, I can't remember who I took here. I want to say I took... I want to say it's a Buffalo, but I can't remember. I'll have to check uh, the competition I'm in where I have all my picks done. Chicago at Houston. Houston giving Houston, the colors get destroyed. What's that? Colors getting destroyed to Houston. But again, Houston doesn't have a left tackle right now that they're starting one at least. Yeah, no Dwayne Brown. 
I don't have a lot of faith, and I think the backups are too. I just don't have a lot of faith in the Houston offense as of yet, but I do think they do enough to win the game. I do end up thinking it ends up being a little close. You know, maybe uh-huh. Chicago has a late run and they lose like 13-10. So I'm taking Chicago on the points. Green Bay at Jacksonville. Jacksonville getting five and a half. Shit, give me Green Bay. Yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville the points. Again, it's another one of those where I think maybe garbage time. They bring it just close enough to make it interesting. Backdoor cover. Miami so at the Jack Seattle. winning? No, no, Jack losing, but I think they cover the points. Oh, okay. Miami at Seattle. Yeah. Seattle giving ten and a half. Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to take Miami to uh, to. I'm going to take Miami to cover. You know, I, I don't think they're going to lose by eleven points. Um, but yeah, they, they're going to lose the game, but they're going to. I think they're a good bet. There's no way I'm not taking ten and a half points. That's freaking ridiculous. New York Giants at Dallas. Dallas getting a point. I'm going to go Dallas, but I think it's pretty close. Mm, yeah. I was really torn on this because um, home dogs tend to be pretty good opening week. I think they historically win at like 56% of the time. And so one point, it's not much of a margin. It's, if I were actually betting, I would definitely avoid this game. But I think I'm going Dallas. I, I, I can go back and forth in this game so many times. Both these defenses to me are gonna suck. I don't have any faith in either offense. I just I have no idea. But the question uh, is who's going for more points, Elliot or um, OBJ? No idea. <laughs> Detroit at Indianapolis. Indianapolis that, give it three and a half. That game was hard for me to choose. Um, I don't know why. I really had no feeling on any team. Um, but there was an interesting stat. The Colts haven't beat the Lions. I mean, the Lions haven't beat the Colts since 1997. Weird. Well, you have pretty much the entire time Detroit sucked, and then the Colts had Peyton. So, eh. mm-hmm. so I'm taking Detroit I, I, in the second half. I think De- I think that's going to be close, but I think Indianapolis wins. Same. I chose the Colts in this one. All right, uh, your game, New England at Arizona. It's going to be wicked. Minus six for Arizona. I'm choosing Arizona. I don't trust Garoppolo yet. Again, there's another one where I just can't give up six points with New England being a road dog. They do pretty well on the road anyways as a dog. Uh, so, again, I think they end up bringing it close, but I do think they lose. So, there you go. There's the Lions. I'm doing the Lions. Isaiah has no idea what I'm talking about. I, I really don't. I, just, I know what you're talking about with their favorite time. I really don't care. I just pick a team. <laughs> I was about to say Isaiah. Here's a point spread, and he thinks I'm talking about a kind of jelly. <laughs> okay. Next thing on our rundown, we just covered the game. We covered our pick. Uh, let's get to some news. Um. Recently, there's been a couple of new deals. Jim Brees essentially signed a two-year deal, but, I mean, because they have they said it's a five-year deal with a, with a two-year opt-out plan, which I think Saints will actually do. Um, That's stupid. 
that deal is stupid, stupid, stupid. Confusing. You can't even. It's stupid by everybody. It's stupid by the fans. <laughs> it's stupid by Drew Brees. It's stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> I just can't get over how dumb that deal is overall. It's just idiotic. Move on. Uh, David DeCastrio who just signed a six-year, um, $60 million deal, a $10 million basically a year. Yeah, I thought it was was it six year sixty? I thought it was five year fifty, uh but it's essentially just an extension, right? So it does end up looking like a six year deal. Whatever. Uh big deal for a center. They're definitely going off they're he's a guard. I think they're making him Oh, that's right, he's a guard. Forgot got him confused with what's the other kid. What's his face? Um, Pouncy. The one that's always hurt. Uh, he's got a brother that was a doofus in Miami. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's that's good guard money. Um, he's that's definitely going to be up there with setting the standard for guards. Uh, there was a weird time where guards really dipped, but recently the payments have really been going up, especially with Colecchio Assembly uh, making it out to Oakland uh, and some other contracts. So that's definitely going to be in the top tier contracts out there for a uh, for a guard. Um, again, we have. Another new deal for a guard, Kyle Long, which I think is well-deserved. And with their recent acquisition of Josh Sitton, I think they have a pretty good capability at the guard spot. Yeah, Kyle Long, if, if you want a kind of, um, if you want a solid zone-blocking guard that could do a little bit power stuff, but mostly really solid zone-blocking guard, Kyle Long's your man. He's done really well there. It makes a lot of sense to combine him with Sitton. Uh, who did a lot of zone blocking related stuff up in Green Bay. So uh, nice little inside blocking duo they got up there. Too bad Hernandez Gross who uh, got real. Yeah, that would have been a, that would have been right. a good um, middle of your line except for your tackle side. But... Did they IR him? No, no, I was just saying uh, if. Uh, Grassu was still in there. They have a pretty good guard and center combination. Uh, I yeah. think it's too bad their tackles kind of suck. Yeah. And just one point that I thought was sort of ingenious uh, by the Ravens. They cut Justin Forsett. They bring him back knowing he's not going anywhere. They make some room on the roster and basically just re-sign him. Oh yeah, it's more, it's typical as he needs them. You know, going to cut them. It's not going to cost them any money to cut them. They don't want to guarantee a three million dollars salary after week one, and nobody else is going to pick up a thirty-year-old running back. They're especially not going to pick them off waivers to keep that contract. And they sure as heck, you know, he's not going to bother looking around at anybody else. He's just sticking Baltimore. So that makes a lot of sense for all parties. Um. Some trades have happened. I think the biggest one that I should probably start off with is Sam Bradford uh, to Minnesota. This one, I'm really, I was shocked about and what they gave up for him. A first-round pick, you really want to give a first-round pick for a low-tier starting quarterback who can never stay healthy. But it was great on uh, Howie Rosen to pick up on a panicking Vikings team. Um, I know they said Bradford 
was their QB during the year, even though he wanted to be traded, but they couldn't have dumped him off at a perfect time. Um, well, the word on the street, the word that I've um, heard listening to just insiders is that they were talking to a lot of teams for quarterbacks, five or six teams for backup quarterbacks. The thing was, all those teams wanted a Pro Bowl player. And I'm quoting what what insiders have said, a Pro Bowl player. So I'm actually currently downloading, trying to figure out who all the uh, Pro Bowlers were. So you had Everson Griffin, Anthony Barr, Harrison Smith, Bridgewater, so, you know, if those are your pro bowlers, there's no way Minnesota's given up those kind of players. And it sounds like uh, because everybody wanted a player, they kept turning everybody down. And the first team to be willing to accept just picks were the Eagles. And that's why they ended up going that way and paying that kind of price for it, too. Uh, Eagles just happened to be the only team that weren't that would be open to taking uh, not a player back in that deal, you know. So um, I think that's pretty significant. You know, it wouldn't surprise me if teams like, you know, for instance, the Raiders, who have a guy like Matt McGloin, you know, would be more willing to move him for a player as opposed to just picks. Because they're they're going to get picks for him in a compensatory sense, you know, this off season. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are several teams like that, and so, um, so I, I think that's probably what it came down to. I mean, that, that, that's kind of the uh, scuttlebutt. When do you think we see Bradford in the lineup? A couple weeks. Uh, North Turner does not have an easy system. Well, I should say North Turner can make his system very difficult if he chooses to. But he can dumb it down pretty well. Sam Bradford, say what you will about him. He's a smart guy. He's just not a very good quarterback. Um, Pat Shermer's his QB coach. Yeah, Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer can dumb it down. Yeah, and Pat Shermer, again, say what you will, Pat Shermer is not a dummy when it comes to coaching quarterbacks. He knows what he's doing. So... Uh, you know, I would think probably first week they're going to roll out Sean Hill, which wouldn't be surprised yeah, if Sean Hill gets upgraded. Um, but week two, you know, I'd be at latest week three. We don't we don't want another uh, Josh Freeman accident. Oh Jesus! <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to start him too soon. Well, you know, again, we could talk a lot of crap about Sam Bradford. Um, I, I'm a big fan of doing so, but uh, again, the one thing about Sam Bradford, I'd never worry about it being Josh Freeman, because at least he doesn't fall asleep in uh, study in film study time like Josh Freeman does. So. Well, I'm just saying they thrusted him way too fast into that lineup. They waited a week and a half before they put him on the starting. I mean, they started him before they benched him later that game. Hmm. What else? <laughs> well, I say the scene is probably week five, unless they're really struggling, 
which I think they'll be fine. But I just still think, still think, why a first-round pick? When you're getting Bridgewater back next year, are you trying to extend the window for AP? Yes. If so, you don't need to because there's really good backs. I mean, not on AP's level quite, but there's really good backs in next year's class, even if this possibly is uh, AP's best chance. We assume Teddy Bridgewater is coming back next season. What if the word they're getting back from their doctors is the likelihood that he's back to what he was by the beginning of next season is not good? And realistically, you're looking at closer to two years to be fully recovered. Not saying he can't start, but he's not going to be the same quality that he was. You do want to make sure to have a little bit of insurance. And the fact is, let's just say that the situation I mentioned earlier actually happened, and you're looking at five or six guys, and the only offer you're getting to get a quarterback is from one team to give up picks, and that's what you want to do. You don't want to give up a player. You're motivated enough, you're going to give up those picks. I think it really just comes down to the fact that there's a supply and demand issue and all the teams who are comfortable in their situation with their quarterbacks are probably saying, look, you want this guy, you're going to have to give me exactly what I want. And the only team really willing to not take a, pick, a player was the Eagles. I mean, if that's the case, then you're going to give the Eagles whatever the Eagles want. You know, that's just the reality of the situation. Um, you know, it just it is what it is. I mean, look what happened to the Raiders when they acquired Carson Palmer after um, – Retired. Well, yeah, he retired, so he was out for the whole preseason and everything. But remember, what spurred that trade was the injury to Jason Campbell in, like, week five, right before the trade deadline. Jason, the Raiders are winning in Cleveland, and Jason Campbell goes in, like, the third quarter. He just kind of steps up in the pocket, does a little bit of a scramble, gets tackled pretty normally, and on his way down, just happens to kind of hit his shoulder first, and bam, there goes his collarbone. What I'm surprised is, or what I'm wondering if if they even hooked up a phone to Cincinnati, maybe, for an A.J. McCarron type quarterback. Uh, Maybe even the Raiders, Matt McLean, or even Connor Cook, who could probably run that system. Nah, they would, first of all, the Raiders wouldn't trade Connor Cook. There's no way. Um, There's no incentive there. The Raiders, Connor Cook are looking long-term. They want to really turn him out the way Green Bay does with their young quarterbacks, you know, really turn them over for something later. Um, again, I wouldn't be surprised if they talked to all those players, all those teams, but let's think about the Bengals. The Bengals only have two quarterbacks, probably. They usually only carry two. Um, so if they're they going to give up a quarterback, they're going to want a player. They're going to want something of real value now. Except the Niners so that's what made me think at the time uh, A.J. McCarron being traded because they picked up the Niners guy, whatever his name is, Jacoby Brissett or whatever. I mean, they, I guess they could have gone for like a Colin Kaepernick, but, you know, oh, then you God. get questions. Do they want to go down, you know, there, there's been some issues in Minneapolis. Do they really want to go you down know, that route? Are, are they going to be, you know... Um, swayed by issues, you know, going on outside of football. That's always possible. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's possible. Um, 
you know, I, like I said, there could be many teams, but we don't know what the negotiations are like. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I get to this place where I'm like Chris, you know, in one of Chris Rock's stand-ups. You know, I get it, but I don't condone it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand it, but it's not my bag. You know, <laughs> except I think he was talking about killing his wife or something. I don't know. Okay, let's move forward. Um, just because this guy's your boy or was your boy, uh, the Chiefs trade Rod Strader uh, to the Niners for a seventh round pick in 2018. Yeah, Rod Strader was my boy. Now he's dead to me in multiple ways. <laughs> First the Chiefs, uh-huh. now the Niners. Can't get any worse. Well, the fact is, the Niners are really hurting really, really bad for wide receivers. And which I'm concerned at the fact that they didn't even bother trying to pick up a Justin Hunter who went, got claimed by Miami. I think they had a higher waiver priority. And Justin Hunter's a nutcase. The thing about Rod Strader is he's a smart guy, works his butt off. He's got all the physical ability in the world. He's a 4-4-40 guy, tall, can jump, uh, decent hands. I mean, almost had 1,000 yards in his second year as a Raider. So, uh, good player. I think he could be really solid for them. I think think more interesting than uh, Rod Strader was Eric Rowe, though. I think that's a really solid pickup. Nice trade. I was going to segue into that, but I guess it's best time as any. Um, the original report was they traded Eric Rowe for a, I believe it's still a fourth-round pick, and it was Josh Klein, a guard from the Patriots, but Josh Klein did not pass the physical or whatever it was, and so they had to do it just for a draft pick. Eric Rowe was moved in the Patriots along with R- Logan Ryan and Malcolm Butler. I think it's it's a good move for the Patriots, but it's a move for the Eagles that showed that Chip Kelly had no idea what he was doing when it comes to drafting players. Bull honky. No. It's got nothing to do with... The fact of the matter is, Chip <laughs> Kelly liked bigger guys, okay? And he liked kind of tweeners. Eric Rowe should be a safety. The dude is long, lean, should be a safety. He's got like 220 pounds, all right? You play him at safety, I think you're going to get a lot out of him. I think the Patriots are going to get him and love him. I think he's going to be a solid player. This is just, it's typical. It's a typical situation when you get a GM who now has all the power in the building. He's going to reshape the roster in his image that fits his new coaches. And I bet you... They did not really see a scheme, scheme fit with Eric Rowe, so they moved him. It's that simple. But I think it's a great pickup for the Patriots. I'm jealous because I think he would be a great – although you know, I don't know, he'd just be a depth player in Oakland. But I think he's going to be a solid safety long-term for the Patriots. Typical Bill Belichick move. And it's a good hire as a new when it comes to picking up picks. I think they have already like 13 picks already, feels like. Yeah, and, you know, that Minnesota Vikings... Well, no, because they gave up a lot, though, too. Exactly. So, at Minnesota, I I mentioned on Twitter, 
recently. I said Howie Roseman is uh, uh, is basically going full Sonny Weaver Jr. So first he gets rid of all his picks to move up, and now he's getting all <laughs> his picks back by trading Don't bring around. that bad football movie. I think, weirdly enough, because I'm a sucker for bad movies, I like that movie. I don't know why. <laughs> I just enjoy it when I watch it. I know it's completely not realistic and kind of stupid, but I kind of enjoy it. I'm just a sucker for bad movies. <laughs> well, okay, let's move on a little bit. Let's go to some uh, more Niners, uh, cheap smooths. Uh, the Niners trade Kenneth Acker to the Chiefs for a mid-round pick. Who I thought was a decent corner at times last year. Um, I think they pick up depth right behind, um, what's his name, uh, what's the Chiefs' number one corner again? I remember to say. Uh, Peters? Marcus Peters? Yeah, Marcus Peters. They picked up some depth behind him um, or possibly somebody to start opposite him. Um, I just think it's a good all, good all-around move. Uh, the Niners are starting to build up picks and trading them away at the same time. Um, again, this is one of those things where I think the player doesn't fit in what they want to do in San Francisco. Again, Chip Kelly likes bigger corners. Um, whereas I do think he fits uh, decently over in uh, Kansas City. So, you know, he's he's going to be a guy who's going to have to kind of grow into potentially downline starting. But I like Kenneth Acker. I think he's a decent football player. You know, I, I think he'd be a solid depth guy for them, maybe even start eventually. I mean, they're only starting Philip Gaines right now. So we'll see how long it takes. But, uh you know, it's not crazy. And the Raiders trade, who I like to call Officer Dewey, uh, by Dewey McDonald's to Seahawks for a 2018 late-round pick. Um, I don't see any value in this whatsoever. I just thought since this Raiders would bring it up. Um, I think he'll be cut, and the Raiders won't get the pick. Apparently... Uh, they're moving him to linebacker, which I think is interesting. They're going to play him as a weak side linebacker. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm kind of looking at the, the Seahawks depth chart, and there's definitely some space there. Um, I don't think that Seahawks depth chart is quite as good as it has been in years past. I think attrition and you know, losing some of their players, some of their draft picks to other teams over the years has uh, kind of slowed down some of that defense. But if you look at the you know, a little bit of that linebacker core, you know, you got Mike Morgan, Bobby Wagner, K.J. Wright, uh, Cassius March, Brock Coyle, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, then Dewey McDonald. And oddly enough, they only run out five corners and they keep five safeties. So they're a little bit of a different different team. Boone McDonald might actually fit out well as a little linebacker for them. You know, KJ, you, know, you just never know. I, I wouldn't put it past him for him to stick around. So, All right. Uh, another trade from the Chiefs. Chiefs are making a bunch of moves. Um, they trade Marcus Cooper to Arizona for undisclosed Pick. I really like Marcus Cooper. Um, I mean, he hasn't really done much during the regular season, but he's shown a lot of flashes as a corner in the preseason. 
Did you see Marcus Cooper? Yeah, Marcus Cooper. I missed that one. When did that happen? This was like last week, right after her show. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, interesting. Marcus Cooper's an interesting guy. Uh, I always thought he was a pretty solid run defender as a line as a corner. Watching him play against the Raiders, uh, decent corner though, not old. Um, you know, definitely a, a guy that you would like to have around, especially for a team like the Cardinals, who are a little, uh, I wouldn't say depleted, but definitely have lost some of the depth of the defense. Back. We lost. Well, we lost Mike Jenkins to torn ACL, who looked like a good player at the preseason. But that one game, he blew at his knee, and I watched as soon as it happened. I granted how bad it was. And when you saw him go down, you knew how bad it was. So mm. I think it's just a good move for Arizona. And I think part of it, too, you know, they were talking about starting that rookie corner. Brandon Williams. Or the other one? From the get-go. And, you know, of course, Bethel, I, I believe Bethel's coming off an injury. Well, Bethel is the natural safety in most cases, but in this scheme, currently, he moves moved to corner. Yeah. I just think, you know, he may not necessarily have 100% confidence in Brandon Williams. They talk up a big game for him, but this is a guy who's converting from one side of the ball to the other. Uh, you know, it's just, I think a little bit of depth definitely goes a long way for this team in the backfield. Speaking of corner, or speaking of field corners in one place, uh, Browns traded Justin Gilbert to the Steelers, a very rare uh, in-division trade for a sixth-round pick, no lie. I mean, wow, how far the the hype has fallen. I saw a really funny tweet came for a local beat writer for the Raiders, uh, and they had a picture of uh, Khalil Mack and Derek Carr laughing together, and it said, uh, Browns trade up in round, or the Browns trade down in round one and round two and miss out on, you know, these two guys uh, in, in order to draft a, what was it, in order to draft a, like a crappy player and a clown or something like that. It was pretty funny. Uh, I was going to say crackhead and drug addict. They're both drug addicts? Oh, they kind of are. <laughs> okay. I was, calling him the, I was calling him the crackhead. Well, I mean, Johnny Mandela was like a crackhead. He's got a mess out of how skinny he got. Uh-huh. Moving on, no, there is no more trade, but um, I want to get some prediction. Who do you, uh, I don't know if we've t- touched on this before. I know it's our way too early prediction, but who do you get in the Super Bowl this year? And it's way too early. Oh, goodness gracious, the Super Bowl. Who's going to make it to the Super Bowl? That's a really good freaking question because I honestly have no idea in the AFC who could get there. See, the NFC, I have kind of a weird feeling in the pit of my gut. See, I would have said, you know, nah, I don't think I ever would have said Vikings. I would have thought about them. Um, would you like me to go first while you think? I think it might be one of those. Uh, let me th- let me think about this real quick. Okay. I think, Seattle, so I... I think Seattle and the NFC. I like Seattle and the NFC, and then the AFC. I don't want to say New England. I, I 
Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to win a playoff game. They're going to win two. Yeah. I that will ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, rather, I'd, rather have, I'd rather see them get there than the Steelers or Patriots. I know, but I have a feeling with the Patriots, another FU season, the Patriots didn't get their snooty way to Gate. So, that's another FU season. They tear apart the league, then they go to the Super Bowl and beat Seattle again. I I do worry a little bit about that defense long term, but I could see it happen. You know, I wouldn't put it past them. Okay, what you talk about? I had a pretty good plan, and now we're at the 40-minute mark. All right, let's go. Keep going through the predictions. What else? What's the next one? <laughs> um, you go. <laughs> I honestly don't have any more. All right, so we got uh, we got another Super Bowl defensive MVP. It's easy. It's Khalil Mack. By the end of the year, Khalil Mack is going to go down as the best play, best defensive player in the NFL. A real, he was one of the three. Is he him, JJ Watt, or Von Miller? Yeah, I agree. It's going to be one of the three. And I'm going to stick with Quill Mack. I'll the go tough, Miller. The tough call. I mean, not a bad shot. The tough call is offensive MVP. Who do you think is going to get it? And I got a go Let's do two of them. One QB and one non-QB. QB, I think it's going to be Russell Wilson. Non-QB, I think we're looking at... Odell Beckham Jr. Well, that's interesting. I have... Who do I have? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go Drew Brees. Is my quarterback MVP. I don't know why, but it seems right. Um, Ten times versus the Raiders. Week one. (laughs) Non-QB. Um, I want to go Julio Jones, but I'm really urging to say Antonio Brown. Yeah, that makes sense. I would say first coach fired for the next one, but we all know it's going to be Rex Ryan. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Julio. Just Julio was first uh, coach fired. Just kidding. First coach fired? Oh, easy. Chip Kelly. He's another scapegoat. to buy them another year. Nah. That's why I <laughs> um, Oh, Jimmy Christmas. I know we did, we want to have the division. Just trying to think of other uh, um, awards. Oh, what are the other ones? Russian okay, title. What's that? Russian title. Oh, Russian title. Good call. Um, the weird thing is, I think we're going to see... I think this could be one of those years where we don't really see many single season totals that are crazy high. Um, but I think it's going to be Lamar Miller. Interesting. I still want to go top early, but I don't trust that offense at all. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's another good one too. Because realistically, it comes down to like Todd Gurley, Lamar Miller. Um, AP. I'm going to go Jamal Charles. 
No, not Jamal Charles. They're going to use a committee. I know, I, I know. I'd be surprised if Jamal Charles full on gets relegated to third down back. That's messed up. Um, gosh, it's hard. She's in a rushing time. I really want to go AP because he's going to have to carry that offense again. But I don't think he has it in him. Another year. You know, it's going to be tough. Even if he gets 1,500 yards, I can still see another another running back doing just just enough to be better. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. I know he's missing three games, but he's going to do it. What happened? Le'Veon Bell. All right, is that everything on the rundown? Uh, yeah, one last thing. Sack leader. Oh, sack leader. We forgot about that one. It's a good one. Um, I guess I'll just roll with Khalil Mack. Hmm? I'll roll with Khalil Mack. Does he break the record? No, no. But I could see him leave with like 16 or 17. No, I never think Will Mack is ever going to be a guy who's going to break the sack record. That's not necessarily... Weirdly, if you watch him, he's not even the most refined pass rusher. He's more of a... You know, he's got a really cool bull bull rush in his hands. Well, it's kind of like how Vaughn Miller does, you know, he's either rushing for speed or he kind of does a half-ass spin move. I mean, Quill Mack's kind of the same way. He either bull rushes you or he kind of has a half move that he does. Um, He's not a refined pass rusher. He just, it's the way they use him and put his skills to, to, you know, to good use. Uh, But I just think with J.J. Watt coming off the back injury, he could be a little slowed down. And, you know, maybe Vaughn Miller, you know, just has a really good season, not ridiculous. You know, note Justin Houston is going to be is injured, so. Uh, I'm going to lose Keekly. Did you say Keekly? Mm-hmm. A middle linebacker and a 43 is the league to league in sacks. Hey, he's reached double-digit sacks before. I think he leads. I think this is going to be an angry Panthers team this year. I know they didn't I don't, tonight. But I think that defense is going to be best in the league. If it's not him, it's Charles Johnson. You pray, Gray. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, let's uh, tell people where they can find and follow your work. At Holistic underscore Pickle on Twitter. Also, um, if you want to get a hold of the. Uh, Show I'm doing the personal radio show at Real T A A Show on Twitter. Find me there. Otherwise, just go to my main profile and uh, you'll find stuff for it. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> of course, live broadcast Raider game Sunday. <sighs> turn on the TV and tune into me. So turn down the television and put me on, and I'll be doing the commentary and interact with the chat room. All sorts of fun stuff. Yeah, if it worked better, I'd probably be doing it with you. But it didn't. Yeah, we tried that before. It didn't work well. Not at all. But now it's all um, professional. I have, like, an external mic and everything. It's legit. Too legit to quit. <laughs> okay, and you can find me at, at Isaiah B. Keppel F underscore Keppel N F L. 
Um, and the link to the show is in my bio. I'll tweet it out tonight, too. Um, again, I did talk to Mike Nolan. We're trying to set up a date in the future. Um, and about the new open, the maintenance is sort of crappy on this right at the moment, but it will be fixed. <laughs> um, I just got an email back from the um, owner now. So we shall get that taken care of. And I want to say what I want to say Tuesday, but you got your show Tuesday. So how about Monday night? This coming Monday, we'll see. We'll have to uh, we'll have to stay in the loop. There may be not even a forty-five minutes, so maybe like a twenty minute to go over the game. Yeah, maybe we'll. Yeah, we'll have to see. Stay. In, we'll figure it out. If not, then we'll just you know maybe we'll it'll be a little bit later. I don't know. We'll figure it out though. All right. Any shameless, any other shameless plugs you want to put on? No, my brain's too fried. It's bedtime. Well, I hope you guys had a good week of football. Um, Enjoy Sunday. Football is back. Football is back. And not that crappy college stuff. It's crappy (laughs) NFL football now. All right, till next time. Peace. Peace.